Hello and welcome to the Green Book Commentaries. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. Episode 3, The Freshman Initiate. Doctors of chiropractic and students, welcome back for another episode. As of last time, we completed the introduction section, which served as a general overview of what chiropractic is. Stevenson now brings us to the fundamentals of chiropractic, detailing each articulation as he develops the concepts which comprise our profession. The freshman text is easy enough for young students to understand as Stevenson introduces us to the fundamentals, the nerve cycle, and subluxation. We'll conclude with Stevenson's review questions to leave you thinking, and if we have time, perhaps even answer a few of those. So with that in mind, we begin our reading from volume 14, page 1. The Freshman Text The freshman work consists of the foundation work of chiropractic study, the consideration of the principles and fundamentals. This is principally the analysis of the normal complete cycle. The student should take up his work progressively instead of skipping all over the book. Article 25, Chiropractic. The science of chiropractic holds that a universal intelligence created and is maintaining everything in the universe. This is manifested by movement and is called life. A specific, definite portion of this intelligence, localized in a definite portion of matter and keeping it actively organized, is called by chiropractic innate intelligence. The function of an inborn, localized intelligence is to adapt some of the forces and matter of the universe in a constructive manner. Organization points to centralization, or having a point of control. In animals, this point of control is in the brain. From this organ, innate intelligence sends its controlling forces via the spinal cord, through the spinal column, thence through the nerve trunks emitting from the spinal cord and passing through the intervertebral foramina, to nerve branches ramifying to all parts of the body. Perfect adaptation of universal elements for this body depends upon perfect control by innate intelligence. Perfect adaptation results in health, and imperfect control results in dis-ease. Defective control by innate intelligence is never from any imperfection of innate intelligence, which is always perfect and assembles perfect forces in the brain but from interference with the transmission of those innate forces through or or over the nerves. Owing to the spinal column being the only segmented structure of bone through which the nerve trunks pass, and the possibility of the displacement of its segments, changing the size and shape of the intervertebral foramina, it is possible for subluxations to occur there and offer interference with the transmission of innate forces indirectly if not directly. All dis-ease is thus traceable to impingements of nerve tissue in the spinal column. Chiropractic is a science which consists in having scientific knowledge of this cause of dis-ease and the artistic ability to adjust and correct these displacements of the segments of the spinal column, thereby removing interference with the transmission of innate forces. Adjustment does not add any material or forces to the body, but allows innate to restore to normal what it would have had, 
had there been no interference. In this manner, health is restored. Chiropractic includes the study of all life, but that of the human body in particular. At the present time, adjustments are almost entirely confined to the human spine and restoring health to the human body. Therefore, our studies, with the exception of the fundamentals, will be in regard to the human innate intelligence, chiefly, the human body and the functioning of its parts, and in coordination of the same, in order to arrive at proficiency in ascertaining and removing the cause of dis-ease. Article 26. The Chiropractic Definition of Subluxation. See Principle 31. A subluxation is the condition of a vertebra that has lost its proper juxtaposition with the one above or the one below, or both, to an extent less than a luxation, which impinges nerves and interferes with the transmission of mental impulses. All the factors of the foregoing definition must be given to make it complete and to make it chiropractic. The student is advised to learn it verbatim. Dislocations and fractures also can impinge nerves and interfere with the transmission of mental impulses, but fractures and dislocations are not in the realm of chiropractic. Article 27. The Center. Center has reference to the brain as the center of the organization from which innate intelligence controls. The brain in the central nervous system is called the center. The word center is used as opposed to periphery. Not only is it the center of the nervous system anatomically, but it is the center of intelligence in the body. Article 28, the periphery. See principle 13. The tissues at the ends of efferent nerves, the tissue cells. The word periphery is used as opposed to center. It means the outside, the outer portion, away from the center. Article 29. Efferent nerves. See principle 28. The nerves leading from the center to the periphery, from brain to tissue cell. The word efferent refers to direction. The prefix F is a change from X for euphony, meaning out. The stem from fair means to bear. The ending ent is a participle affix, literally to bear out or bearing out. Of course, this means to bear out from within. Efferent nerves, then, are those which begin in the brain and lead out from the brain through the spinal cord and branches to all parts of the body. There is no active part of the body without such nerve supply. If all the tissues of the body were removed, leaving nervous tissue only, the body would be fully outlined, having a fibrous appearance. If one doubts this, a pinprick will be convincing. Article 30, Afferent Nerves. See Principle 28. The nerves leading from periphery to center, from tissue cells to the brain. The word afferent also means to direction, also refers to direction. The af is a change from ad for euphony, meaning to. This with the stem from fair and ent, 
gives a word literally meaning to bear to. We use it meaning to draw in from without. Afferent nerves are those which begin at the tissues and lead to the brain. Anatomically, afferent nerves are not so well understood as the efferent, but it is not so difficult to trace these special special sense nerves, which of course are afferent. Article 31. The Nerve Cycle. See Principle 28. Efferent and afferent nerves form a material cycle from and to the brain. The brain communicates with every tissue cell by means of afferent nerves, which are distributed from it as a center. All the tissues of the body have nerves, even bones and ligaments. Such tissues as hair, nails, and outer cuticle have no nerves, but while they are growing in their earlier life, they have a supply of mental impulses. Every tissue cell communicates with the brain by means of afferent nerves, which are collected to it as a center. All tissues of the body in active organization are in communication with innate intelligence in order that she be fully aware of their condition. Thus, there is a path from brain cell to tissue cell and back from tissue cell to brain cell for the mental current. There are many material and functional cycles in the body which are not hard to understand, as the digestive cycle, respiration cycle, cardiac cycle, and serous cycle. Perhaps the most obvious cycle is the blood circulation in its course, from the heart as a center to all parts of the body, through arteries and back again to the heart as a center through the veins. There is a close similarity in the arrangement of blood vessels in the body to the arrangement of nerves. The purpose of the blood vessels is easily seen, for what they carry is a material thing, and it can be seen coursing through them. Since the arrangement of the nerves is similar to the arrangement of blood vessels, it is obvious that they carry something, but what this is cannot be seen, for it is intangible. However, it is obvious that it is something necessary to the tissue cells, for its effects or lack of its effects can be perceived. This something is a mental force from innate intelligence. Review questions for Articles 25 to 31, inclusive. 1. Practice making a short description of chiropractic, similar to that in Article 25. 2. Give the chiropractic definition of subluxation verbatim. 3. Show why the lack of any of its statements would leave it incomplete and not chiropractic. 4. Dislocations and fractures are in the realm of what profession? 5. What is meant by center? 6. What is meant by periphery? 7. What is meant by efferent nerve? 8. What is meant by afferent nerve? 9. Which nerves are better understood in anatomy and physiology, efferent or afferent nerves? 10. What is the arrangement of nerve tissue in the body? 11. Of what is this arrangement significant? Let's review one of those questions now, since we do have some time. Question 2. 
give the chiropractic definition of subluxation, verbatim. A subluxation is the condition of a vertebra that has lost its proper juxtaposition with the one above or the one below, or both, to an extent less than a luxation, which impinges nerves and interferes with the transmission of mental impulses. Now, by a show of hands, who can recite that back? So let's take a detailed look at what exactly is a subluxation. When a vertebra loses proper juxtaposition, this refers to the misalignment of articular surfaces. For atlas, this refers to the atlanto-occipital joint. From axis down to L5, this refers to the facet joints. Since the spinal column is segmented, anytime a misalignment occurs, occlusion of a foramen goes along with it. In the upper cervical spine, this occlusion happens in the neurocanal between occiput, atlas, and axis. From C3 down to L5, this occlusion happens in the IVF. Since spinal nerves pass between each segment, pressure upon nerves can occur when a misalignment and occlusion reach a certain extent. B.J. Palmer's research demonstrated the effects of nerve pressure and the sequela that develops. Vertebral pressure upon spinal nerves will cause callus formations to develop on those affected nerves. If the subluxation is either atlas or axis, this will also cause a torquing of the meninges, which produces swelling. Due to chronic friction between the subluxated vertebra and affected nerves, scar tissue will develop. All of these factors contribute to the pressure aspect of subluxation. So why is nerve pressure a problem? Nerves can be likened to electrical wires that transmit electrical energy. However, there's another energy at work which can't be measured directly, but only understood logically to exist. Mental impulses are the immaterial energy produced by innate intelligence. Mental impulses and electrical current are two sides of the same energy coin. So when pressure on spinal nerves is present, it will interfere with the transmission of the body's energy source. B.J. Palmer's research demonstrated that the electrical energy could be measured, and he found that a subluxation actually decreased the amount of energy that reached the body from the brain. He also demonstrated how an adjustment is the only thing that can restore this normal amount of energy blocked by subluxation. So, subluxation is now to be understood as the cause of disease. An adjustment of this subluxation is the only way to restore health. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. This has been the Green Book Commentaries.